What's up, everybody? My name is Andres. This is episode one of the Ventura County Squawk Box. On this episode, I have Mayor Stephen Gama from the city of Port Wainimi. Um, we met at the beach. You can hear the sounds of the beach and the wind and the people passing by. Um, he shares the importance of uh, how he feels Port Wainimi is a city of uh, healthy people and promoting health because of um, you can take long walks on the beach and swims in the ocean. Um, anyway, enjoy the show. Mayor Stephen Gama from the city of Port Wainimi. Thank you for making time for me today to discuss uh, your city and your vision and your citizens. Um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody when you started as mayor um, and biography. Yeah, I, um, I've grown up in uh, this area. Um, when I was uh, five years old, busing came into play on the north side of Oxnard, and so I was going to be bused into Colonia. Uh -huh. My dad was Dr. Gama. He had his office in Colonia. He yeah. came to Colonia to be the industrial medical provider for all the immigrant farm laborers, uh -huh. and he felt that he'd rather me not go to school in Colonia because of busing. So. I started going to Wainimi Christian here in, in Port Wainimi. So yeah. that was my first introduction to the city of Port Wainimi. Of course, we always went fishing on the pier. And, and so I've always had really fond memories of the city going back to my childhood. And then I, um, we moved out to Camarillo, went to Rio Mesa High School, uh, proceeded to Ventura College, California Lutheran University. And then uh, upon my graduation, I uh, came back to the city of Port Wainimi. And uh, mm -hmm. I've been here now for like, I think 24 years perhaps um, live really close to the beach um, didn't like what I was seeing around here mm -hmm. a few years ago and I decided to get involved and I got elected two years ago and I became mayor uh, the tail end of uh, December of uh, 2020 all right and when is your tenure up so here in the city of Port Wainimi, we have what's called a charter city. So we alternate the mayorship okay, among yeah. the city and council members. So, yeah. um, so next December, we'll pass the torch to uh, uh, Mayor Pro Tem Rich Rollins. And uh, that's just to keep the um, leadership changing, or is, why? Why would you, as a city, choose to do that instead of uh, mayor officially? Um, so. It's a different way of governance. So you could have a, a city like the city of Oxnard, they yeah. elect a mayor every two years. Yeah. And um, so it's it's just a different method of government. Uh, we're a charter city. Uh, we rotate the responsibility of the mayor uh, through all the seated council members. So mm. it's interesting. So it keeps continuity, but it lets other people take charge of. Yes, yeah, so it's actually, it, it, uh, it creates a need for us to even work more closely together and of course there's constraints because of the brown act but yeah you know the five of us need to work closely together realizing that each one of us will be the mayor and uh hopefully uh we're able to uh do that and so far so good i mean i think we have a really good council uh we have a new council um mayor pro tem rollins council member hernandez and then me We've uh, only been on council for two years and four months. So, uh -huh. um, and then Bobby Martinez and Misty Perez are brand new. So, our council is very young and yeah. in experience as being city council members. But I don't think it takes away from our passion or our desire to 
for better because that's what right. we're all here for to try to make better. For sure. The Ventura County Squawk Box is brought to you by the Ventura County Financial Times, uh, the only Ventura County magazine that focuses on financial matters local to Ventura County, uh, written by financial experts within the county. Uh, visit us at vcfinancialtimes.com to sign up to be a writer or contributor to the magazine to ask about advertising or to subscribe launching in winter 2021 and now back to the show yeah so we're out at we're out here at the beach yeah we're at the alaska 261 memorial it's a place i spend time at every week we do a a weekly cleanup starting with the maintaining uh, this beautiful memorial and can you tell everyone what what it's about so uh january 31st um 19 2020 uh, I think 2020 or no 2000 20, uh, no, i'm sorry 2020 yeah. was the 20th anniversary yeah. 2000 was when yeah. yeah so it's been 20 years um uh the plane was having difficulties with its uh tail rudder specifically the jack screw and uh they're trying to get back to los angeles international airport when uh it failed and they crashed in the ocean i think about 10 miles offshore and uh, nobody survived and so this memorial was uh established in memory of all the victims and was uh the city involved in that uh, I guess rescue or or um yeah the navy recovery? yeah the recovery the recovery was uh spearheaded by the coast guard and the navy and uh, of course they used the navy base for uh the recovery efforts and um it's really cool. I've gotten to know a lot of the family members um, for over the years because um, every year we have a little bit of a of a remembrance, and uh, we uh, do uh, some maintenance um, with the family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have this annual maintenance program that we do, um, and uh, so yeah, it's really nice to get to the, the families. They love they love the city of Port Wyneme, and, and, and yeah. this. You know, this is the resting place to the Chumash. You know, the Chumash oh, yeah. Indian were here long before the Port of Wainimi or the city of Port Wainimi. Um, and so this place has a reverence um, with the ocean. Um, you notice there's dolphins here yep. on the memorial. And again, that's a, a reference back to the marine life. Um, the Chumash, the Chumash have a bunch of interesting stories about this area. Uh-huh. Um, so when was it installed? Uh, this was installed, I think, three years after the uh, the the crash. So the memorial has been here for um, 18 years, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, 2003 is when it was oh, uh, completed. So yeah, 18 years. Wow. And uh, how many? I, mean, I don't know if you would know how many 88. family members. How many? How many family members have come to see the memorial? Oh, quite a bit. Um, at the 20-year anniversary, there was a there was a lot of people here. Like in excess of 150 yeah um and it's really cool like to to understand the stories there's a lot of interesting stories behind the people who were on that fateful flight you yeah know? it looked like this taking it a quick it looked like a commuter flight maybe they were coming back from uh from mexico oh well there you go yeah alaska airlines and they oh. were down in uh, i forget where they were but th- there's a story over there yeah it, um, Puerto Vallarta, I believe, yeah. is right. where they were coming from. There, and main, and a lot of people on this flight were from Seattle, right? Because this was an Alaska flight. So if you go around, it's really interesting to look at the the um, 
they have their birth dates on there. So there's a couple. I think that the youngest one was like a, a child that was six months old. Right. You know, and but uh, yeah, it's but it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 a beautiful thing to um, to be able to uh, care for a monument like this. And I know the families greatly appreciate yeah, um, sure. the fact that we look after it. Yeah, well, it's important to remember things like this. Yeah. Uh, so if you had to describe the city of Protwanimi in one sentence, probably a difficult task, how would you how would you describe it? We are a beach community that is dedicated to wellness. And um, whether you like it or not, sometimes you know being near the beach is tough. I mean, we've had these strong winds over the last yeah. few days. So yeah. you have to pay your dues, but this place is so important to so many different people and it's pretty amazing to get to know all the people that come from oxnard thousand oaks ventura i mean it's amazing people come from all over the place to walk down to the lighthouse but there's yeah. a constant constant activities wellness activities going on here uh we're getting ready to bring our lifeguards back on the beach they're highly involved in um, the junior lifeguard program. Right. So we take very seriously um, trying to educate uh, kids yeah. about the dangers of the ocean. This is a very dangerous ocean, and you need to yeah, learn sure. about it. And so uh, we're also working really hard right now with the Oxnard Union High School District to try and establish a Learn to Swim program. Okay. And like we talked about before yeah. we got on, on uh, recording devices here is that um, – you know, our community, the community of South Oxnard and Wainimi, yep. you know, we have disadvantaged youth and kids. And so one of the priorities that we need to do is uh, make sure kids know how to swim. Oh, safety for sure. It's yeah, a good priority. Right. In yeah. more affluent areas, you know, swimming lessons are like a rite of passage to a young kid. So so we're trying to we're going to we're going to have a learn to swim program and in conjunction with Oxnard Union High School District, and uh, we really want to look after the youth of our community. We think it's really important. Yeah, because it used to be at the Oxnard High School, uh, learn to swim. Well, I, I learned to swim at Oxnard. I High. learned to swim at the old Oxnard yeah, High School. Yeah, me too. Me too. And the the new one was holding them. I don't know what transpired, but they decided not to do them anymore. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I think I used to work for Oxnard Union High School District. I was there when we built the brand new pool at, yeah. at Oxnard High, an Olympic sized pool. And we put into place a, I mean, we had everything. We had a senior citizen water aerobics. We had infant yeah. swimming lessons. We had regular swimming lessons. We had lap swimming, free swim, water polo practice. I mean, that pool was busy. So I don't know what happened, but I do know that the the Wainimi High School pool has been re renovated yes. beautifully yep. and that we want to be a part of that pool so <laughs> we want to teach kids how to swim in, at Wainimi High School and so we're working working out all those details right now with uh, Dr. McCoy with uh, the Oxnard Union High School District. Yeah my, my daughter was in uh, Channel Islands Aquatics, a swim team that would practice at Oxnard High School. Their last couple of months before they decided to hang it up was at the at the refurbished Wainimi pool. Yeah. Um, Beautiful place. Yeah, really, it is. They really it's did a wonderful job. And, nicely done. It's funny that you, you just reminded me something that which is a milestone in and of itself is that um, the Oxnard Union High School District has pledged to have a pool at every high school in the district. Mm. So Pacifica, yeah, uh, Channel Islands, they're going to get their own pool, and so that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, opportunity for the city of Oxnard, the yep. city of Port Wainimi, the. Um, uh, the city of Camarillo, of course, the city of Camarillo has a pool as well. But, 
but to partner and to utilize those assets to benefit our community because that that's what we're here for is to benefit the community to make things safer better and, and more enjoyable for all so uh community uh right now uh housing is a hot topic big issue. topic um what did i mean what do you envision or what do you think should be done or for uh, more affordable housing for I guess it would be like the first time home buyer, the young professional in the area. It's tough. I mean, I, I was extremely fortunate. Um, so when I was in college, I actually bought the least desirable condominium unit uh. in the city of Port Wanimi probably <laughs> ever. It was right over here at uh, Surfside 2, I believe it's called. I, we, for those of us who live here, we always get mixed up on the Surfside. There's Surfside 1, 2, 3, and 4. Okay. And anyway, so it's, it's the one over here, and I believe it's Surfside 2. Um, and uh, my, my unit was like the bottom story unit right next to the main gate when you'd come in. All right. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I bought that, sold it, and then I... I uh, was able to parlay it into a, a better house, a bigger house, a more expensive house. And then I moved a block away into the current house that I live in. So um, yeah, it's tough. So if I were just getting in the market right now, you know, it, it's very difficult to qualify and to come up with money to buy a house. And so I don't know if there is a, a solution, even a tiny house, um, is quite an investment you know even so, a, so like no plans to build here in the city well, or the pro we are we right now we have a habitat for humanity project yeah which is going to benefit five families and it's really cool and we've started a the groundbreaking on that and construction is beginning to ramp up and so um, but that's only five units yep and in regards to the city of port wainimi we have very few lots available to build on and mm. so um, and then so with that fact, then any uh, desire to build housing units would have to go up, yes. up in the air. And so, uh -huh. you know, and if we were able to come up with a six story, seven story um, concept project, I it would be hard pressed to make it affordable. I, you know, I just don't know how do you make things affordable when you have an economy that's so expensive. I mean, my property taxes alone are seven eight hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and uh i mean i have a pretty modest house it's not i mean so yeah it, it's and these uh these condominiums that we see here they're very expensive um even though the, the least desirable ones in the back without an ocean view are upward of four hundred five hundred thousand dollars right. um so it's a real tough issue it's like you said that the dues aside from the wind that we have to experience the dues we have to pay to live by the beach or yeah you got to do you have to pay some dues but uh, i'll tell you though even today i mean it's look at there's a lot of people out there the waves are pretty big there's a little yeah. bit of wind out there but the good news is it's not as windy as it was two days ago <laughs> yeah it's really windy but that's what we uh you know when you live at the beach you you uh you you have to deal with uh certain uh, aspects of it that aren't comfortable but man i'll tell you 90 percent of the time it's beautiful mm -hmm. at nighttime it's amazing to come out to walk on the beach you'd be surprised how many people are out here at night walking when there's no wind and again like this is a wellness place people come here to to clear their mind right. and walk and go yeah. bird watching so a lot of walkers already just waiting oh, for yeah, you yeah 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 so uh the port of wainimi 
Um, is that under the city's purview or? No, this Port of Wainimi is a special district and we, we absolutely love the Port of Wainimi. If you live down here by the beach like I do, then um, if you didn't like the port, you wouldn't move here because that would be a reason for you not to move here. But right. many of us love to see the ships come in. Right. We love to see the... We saw We see them. They're all, oh, they're gone. I'm going over there. Yeah, that's a that's a that's what they call a mega a mega ship headed towards San Francisco from Long Beach. But I'm told that that, that ship that we can see right now probably has like 10,000 cans on it. Wow. Uh, yeah. But here in the Port Wainimi, yeah. it's a niche market. It's a special district. So the Port of Wainimi is governed by the Oxnard Harbor District, if you can believe <laughs> that. And then actually, I read that, and that's why I asked because it was kind of it's crazy, confusing on what it actually meant. It's crazy. So let me see if I can explain this in the most uh, historical and yeah. educational way. All right. Okay. So there was a family, and the name of the family was the Bard family, and the yep. Bard family estate. They came here from Pennsylvania, I believe, looking for oil. And so their estate was from the beach here all the way to Channel Islands Boulevard and then straight down all the way to the end of uh, Channel Islands Boulevard where it hits Hollywood Beach. Okay. So that was the Bard family estate. Yeah. So they quickly realized oil wasn't going to be a part of their operations here. And, um, and they realized that there was a submarine canyon right off where the west-facing beach of Silver Strand connects to the south facing beach of Wainimi. Okay. So they determined that, that would be the perfect place for a deep water harbor. Yeah. And so they 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 were trying to get federal support for it and the federal government didn't want anything to do with it. So they went to the city of Oxnard and proposed some bonds. So that's how they got the some of the funding, most of the funding to to build the commercial port of Wainimi. So that was in 1939. So in 1941, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Well, that meant that the West Coast was wide open to possible invasion. Right. So the federal government came in and basically took over the Bard family estate and the port of Wainimi, took over 100% of it, and this became the uh, Pacific Theater Logistics Hub. Uh -huh. And so there's all this wonderful information about what happened here. But basically, there was thousands of CBs that would come here and, and get trained, and then they would ship off to the yeah. to the Pacific Theater. So, after the war, the federal government gave back half of the port of Wainimi mm -hmm. to the Oxnard Harbor District, and kept half of it, and the rest of the state they bought and it established naval base Ventura County. So, um, quite a uh, quite a uh, turn of events there um, uh, for the Bard family. But if you think about it, the Bard family was perfectly positioned pre-World uh, War II and mm -hmm. Japanese bombing Pearl Harbor. They're perfectly positioned to, to establish a an amazing port. Yeah. I mean, probably rival to that of uh, a Long Beach because they, they uh, that was all their property. However, when, when the federal government obtain, obtained that property and paid them off, um, bought it from them, mm -hmm. um, it, it kind of boxed in uh, the area as we know it today. So there is one road into the port yeah. that's open, and that's a Wainimi road. And then there's um, they could do rail rail uh, uh, shipping yeah. out the uh, what the north side of the port um, through Woolly Road. I guess yeah. they do a lot of that. So um, it's a real 
it's a real neat place for those of us that live. I mean, like I said, this, there's a lot of niche cargo that comes through there, like big trucks and yachts and bananas, banana bananas, <laughs> mucho bananas. Yeah, you guys had there's the Chiquita warehouse there, right? Yeah, a lot of bananas. Yeah, and so they, you can see now over there, there's we're looking at five oh, cranes, yeah. and uh, that. the very first crane of that size arrived about five or six years ago. So that is a sign of the times is that they've transformed from being what they called bulk shipping, uh -huh. break bulk shipping to containerized shipping. Yeah. So so now in, re in terms of the fruit, um, it all comes in refrigerated containers and there's a whole process about, you know, bananas are green and yep. they wait for nitrogen. And so there's a way where they expose, expose the, the green bananas to nitrogen, I yep. believe, and it, then they ripen. And so they have it all timed out perfectly. So when those bananas, so this is a West Coast delivery of bananas. So a lot of the bananas that come through here get trucked up to, to Seattle, if you can believe that, oh, which yeah. is kind of interesting. But, yep. but yeah, and so uh, a lot of bananas, a lot of cargo, a lot of specialized cargo, um, a lot of cars. And um, the city benefits from the port activities, the city of Port Wadimi, I mm -hmm. should say, we um, we get we have these complicated revenue sharing agreements. So we get about two million dollars this year from the port in revenue. Largest uh, employer, or uh, is it the base? The I think. Well, it depends how you look at it. If you add up all the jobs connected to all the port activity, then I think you probably have the largest employer in Ventura County. And then mm. when you, of course, when you put the base on top of it, then definitely for sure be, between the port and Naval Base Ventura County, they're probably the number one provider of jobs in the region. But the city of Oxnard benefits probably 15, 20 times fold than the city of, of Port Wainimi because mm. we do not have industrial space. Yeah. So when you, when you go down Wainimi Road and you see the BMW, Jaguar, and those processing facilities, yeah. those are in the city of Oxnard. Mm. Ch the, the main Chiquita Banana Warehouse is in the city of Oxnard. Dole is in the city of mm -hmm. Oxnard. Um, so most of the benefits of the economic activity um, go to cities outside of the city of Port Wainimi because we are so landlocked and we yeah. have very few open open areas right. for development and, right. and that goes back to the question about affordable housing it's like yes. we you know where we can just, you put it yeah yeah we, and the only way to go would be up but even that would be a, a challenge so so yeah the the port of Wainimi is um it's a really important place and we love it I mean I love it I just I love the fact that uh um the technology that they're driving um they're really working hard to be in fact they are the greenest port in america all right and you know being a niche port being um here in this in the county of ventura um they have some advantages that uh makes it possible for them to 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 work towards that goal and so there was like not too long ago there the ships would would come into port and if the wind was going the wrong way you know that diesel exhaust would be blowing <laughs> over my house you yeah. know so now now they have a every ship that comes in could plug in to to shoreside power so they don't have to run their generators right. yeah, yeah so so those are the type of things that um are really uh exciting to watch develop because there was a time where it was a little different yeah we, we took a, a cub scout troop uh tour of the lighthouse and so when you're yep. up there you get to see yeah the navy side and yeah the, and the 
port side. And isn't it interesting from the, the lighthouse, when you look out, you realize there's no breakwater in, in front right. of the, the mouth of, of the port of Wainimi. And, and what that tells you is is that that submarine canyon is, is right there. Yeah. And so waves will never develop and break into the port of Wainimi. So it's it, it's really, that's, that's what gives it the name. The, it's a natural deep water harbor. And they said you don't have to dredge this, this harbor the dredging this right the dredging yeah. that has to happen is to keep Wainimi Beach uh, yeah. <laughs> sustainable because right. when when the port of Wainimi was put in they they disrupted the natural flow of sand so mm. generally speaking about 1.2 million cubic yards of sand yes. was coming around the corner naturally by the wind and by the right, southern yeah, tidal yeah. currents and so that's what made Wainimi Beach this big expansive beach of sand but um so every two years, the federal government has to come in and and help move the sand that's building up behind the rudder room. Because yeah. when they built the Channel Islands Harbor, it they constructed a, a sand trap to trap the sand so that they could move it around to, right. to replenish Wainimi Beach. And then one other interesting thing that happened with that is that people don't realize it. And I have a lot of friends over at Silver Strand Beach, and if they haven't heard this, and if this is the first time they heard it, they might be questioning what I'm going to say. <laughs> However, so it was determined that they disrupted a natural flow of sand, so they needed to figure out a way to, to move the sand that originates from the Santa Clara River, and then it, it starts a journey mm. south. And so the Bard family donated Silver Strand Beach to the county so that the county could establish the Channel Islands Harbor and the sand trap necessary to trap the sand so it could be bypassed to the city of Port Wainimi's beach. Wow. Kind of complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> chopping up the beach here. It's yeah. all chopped up, man. And then, you know, and then going back to, let's go back to way before the Port of Wainimi. This was the place where the Chumash Indians came. They came here to rest. They came here uh -huh. to launch. And what's interesting is, is that they figured out too that because of that deep submarine mm -hmm. canyon, that was the safest place to launch their canoes was from the mouth of, which is now the port of Wainimi. Mm -hmm. But before it was just this big expansive beach and mm -hmm. sand. And so um, Silver Strand Beach meets Wainimi Beach. Um, and Silver Strand Beach faces south, Wainimi, no, west, and Wainimi Beach faces south. So that, that point where they meet, that's, that's where the port of Wainimi mouth is. And that was what the Indians called the launching spot. So the Chumash, this area had two names, the resting place and the launching spot. Lots of history. Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, at the, by the, the port, um, you have a museum over there. Correct. And we, we also visited that on the Cub Scout trip. <laughs> and it is, uh, I want to say, a hidden gem of the area. Yes. It has the history of the whole, and the docents there are ready to explain the whole history to oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a really good spot. I don't think a lot of people know that it's there, nor do they visit. Yeah. But I would say it's, it's if you live in the area, it's an important museum to, to visit. It is, and um, um, we're kind of reconstituting the inside of it right now. Um, I spend a lot of time volunteering there. In fact, right now, uh, Council, uh, Mayor Pro Tem Rollins and I, we, uh, we're in charge of the outside. And so we're establishing a uh, native milkweed place mm -hmm. for butterflies. And we've done mm -hmm. this before. And so, but um, in terms of the museum, yes. And um, the reconstituting of it is, is, is uh, going to be done 
it's a plan that's coming together, but it's going to be done with the CBs, with the Ventura County Museum, and we want to have uh, exhibits come through, kind of more like a regular museum. Mm -hmm. So right now it's just it's crammed with all the history, and and you know, as you know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's not very big. No, it's not. So, yeah. So. Uh, but there's some great lots of sideways walking in there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we gotta we're gonna reconstitute it, make it make it really nice. And then another interesting fact: uh, the Ventura County Museum in Ventura, um, the main person responsible for all the stuff in that museum yeah. was Cephas Bard. Now okay. Cephas Bard was a member of the Bard family, right. and Cephas Bard was one of the first doctors in Ventura County. And so Cephas Bard provided medical services all over the county. And um, back in those days, there was a lot of bartering going on. Uh -huh. So he would tr trade medical services for a trade, a barter, yeah. you know, whatever. So anyways, this guy, Dr. Bard, he amassed an amazing collection of stuff. <laughs> okay. You know, and yeah. so when you go to the Ventura County Museum, um, many of the artifacts there were um, were 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 donated by Cephas Bard. So the Bard family, yeah, ha, I mean, they, it's kind of funny because they work. They 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 uh, the idea for this port was very um, long lived, and it took a really long time for them to uh, realize the dream. And then, as quickly as it came, you know, World War II came along, and, yeah. and so it, it's a real fascinating story to 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 learn about the bard family and then one other interesting fact is that ventura county's only u.s senator was richard bard all right yeah wow i, I hope i got that right it's either richard or thomas <laughs> bard there are two brothers but okay. anyways so yeah um i believe it was uh thomas bard we'll have to check that we'll fact check that later yeah I'm sure someone else will if you don't. Hopefully I won't get in trouble for not having my... <laughs> a bard brother. A bard brother okay. was the first and only U.S. senator from Ventura County. Wow. Because, you know, California only gets two senators. Yeah. And uh, back in those days, it was in the 20s, I believe. I believe uh, Prohibition was uh, in play. And, I, and uh, yeah, so very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. That's, this is a, well, episode number one. This is a good first episode. Lots of information about... Uh, your, your area. Yes. You're, nice. You seem to be a history buff. Oh, well, there's a lot to learn, but, you know, um, and uh, there's a lot to learn and try to keep it all straight. But yeah. most importantly, you know, that this area is rich yeah. in Chumash history. Yes. It's rich in um, the birds that come here and nest and, yes. and call this home. Um, it's just an amazing place. And uh, it, it really is in, in a you just see like just the bird life alone is like amazing but then when you start talking about the wildlife and the whales and the dolphins and all these are visible here yeah Wyoming beach just a couple of weeks ago we saw a whale going by with a calf and it was, mm. you know it's wow. always exciting it's yeah beautiful that always makes people stop and look oh yeah it's, <laughs> yeah it's really cool okay Super cool so any um any final words what, what do you want the city of Wyoming to be remembered for we want the city of Wainimi to be reverenced for its wellness. I mean, this is an amazing place, and we want people to be able to come and enjoy it and, and, and uh, benefit their mental attitude as well as their physical attitudes. Um, and uh, we feel strongly about that because um, we 
we get to meet so many people that come here to walk and yeah. talk and relax. Um, we love the fact that we're here for the community of South Oxnard. Um, we love the fact that on a holiday weekend you come down here and it's just awash with so many different cultures. Like you walk around here during the 4th of July weekend mm -hmm. and it, the smells are amazing because yeah. we have Filipinos here, Islanders here. Yeah. Hispanics. We got a Filipino barbecue going on right here. Yeah, and everybody just you know is so friendly and and loving each other. And so, for the future, we want to definitely sustain Wainimi Beach. Yeah, we need to make sure we get that sand delivered mm -hmm. every two years for the federal government. Um, definitely want recreational activities. Um, we're we're working on that. We we've, we've updated our parks master plan. Yeah, yeah. Super important to our council to. Um, make sure our parks are at that best possible um, maintenance so that kids could use it for yeah. the benefit of growing up because you know you have to have uh, recreational activities to grow as a child and for so, sure so yeah so we're really in a, in a process of making sure we we uh, get our parks in order we want our beach park in order we want everything to be available and safe and user friendly and we just want people here to yeah to uh get get that added benefit of life i mean when you're in a place like this it's yeah. just amazing um i can't tell you how beautiful the sunrises are every i mean it's just amazing to watch the sunrises and the sunsets and mm -hmm. so yeah we want we want people to be able to enjoy this place cool all right more of a fun question um in the city uh breakfast spot and dinner spot what would you what's your go-to oh there's a lot of good ones um anna cappuccino is one of our favorites um jessica the owner is a friend of mine but uh if you're looking for a quick little bite to eat with good coffee and good people anna mm -hmm. cappuccino is awesome um antonio's they have a brunch going on right now all right place is awesome uh love that place faux saigon that's our amazing yeah yeah Susi Ichi 805, that's one of my big time <laughs> favorites. I love that place. Yeah. Um, Antonio's, Denny's, um, Boar's Breath. They're good. Um, IHOP is here. Uh, Raging Pot is here. McDonald's. Who else? Um, oh, Surfside Seafood. That's a wonderful place as well. Oh, they just redid that. Yeah, yeah, they do really good there. And um, the only thing missing is a steakhouse, but then, <laughs> then again, there's always my house. So yeah, right, right. <laughs> we're pretty good cooks in my house. But, yeah. But yeah, there's a really good, uh, really good opportunities for dining here. And, yeah. and then, of course, you know, the cannabis industry, um, you know, we're we're not struggling with it. But with a new industry like that comes responsibility. For sure. And so if there is a, you know, because I mean, we're generating revenue for the city, which is great. Yes. Um, we're generating an opportunity for people to manage their pain mm -hmm. without opiates. Mm -hmm. That's another big time great aspect of it. Um, but again, we're talking about marijuana. We're yeah. talking about cannabis. And so there is that stigma that we have to, to manage. Um, however, it's been, it's been a very positive um, positive venture for the city of Port Wainimi. I think uh, our chief of police has done a wonderful job in uh, in managing it. Um, and you know, it, it uh, for me, my personal opinion is 
the benefits far outweigh the mm -hmm. negative aspects of it. And mm -hmm. for me, um, I've come from a risk re uh, risk management background. I've managed insurance claims. Mm -hmm. I, I know a lot about um, addiction to pain medication. Mm -hmm. And um, so it seems to me that in that area alone, um, uh, the cannabis industry is, is really helping uh, to reduce people's reliance of narcotics. You're giving them an alternative. Yeah, a non-addictive alternative yeah. that's not physically addicting. And, and yeah. that's super important. And, you know, it took me <laughs> took me about four and a half years to finally get my mom to agree to try CBD products. All right, yeah. Um, versus pain pills. Yes. And, you know, and, and it was a real, and so it, it was really hard. It's really hard. But I can tell you that now she's using CBD. Um, non-THC CBD yeah. which again took a lot of education for my mom to understand you're not going to get high right it's not going to alter your mood yeah but this is going to help with that inflammation and um you know some of the other products out there are very hard on your system right when you take when you rely on anti-inflammatory medication it's really hard on your stomach and yep. it, and you have these other problems so so that education part about the CBD is uh, really important and um but we are you know, struggling with, um, is it going to be viable for us over the long term? City of Oxnard is approving 15 dispensaries to come online. Mm -hmm. How bad is that going to hurt our revenue stream? Right. Um, we don't know. I think Ventura uh, did the same. Yeah, Ventura did the same. So right now we're struggling with the, with the concept of should we put a cap? You know, is enough enough? Um, the prior city council voted to let the market decide mm -hmm. and um, other cities went an alternative route where they established a cap I think the city of Ojai said three dispensaries mm -hmm. um, we didn't have a cap so as it stands right now I think we have nine maybe even 11 dispensaries um, up and running um, and they all seem to be doing okay right but a, you know we want we want to make we want to ensure the uh, industry survives in Port Wyoming. Yeah. So we're going to have to deal with these questions of a cap and manufacturing has been um there's been some people trying to establish a manufacturing uh capability and business in the city of Port Wyoming, but it hasn't come to fruition yet and it's mm. pretty much been a a flop. <laughs> All right. Well, uh Mayor Gamma, thank you for your time. Um if you have nothing else to say, I think we're going to wrap it up now. Thank you. I'd like to talk with you some more. And once we get opened up, you know, we're going to have a the Wainimi Beach Festival. All right. It's going to be, I think it's going to be called the Reach Wainimi Beach Festival. Right. And it's going to be, it's going to be here August 28th to 29th. We've mm -hmm. got uh, big time uh, entertainment lined up. Um, and then a, a future goal of ours is to have a music, music festival here on the beach. Cool. You know, so we, we have a lot of plans. Um, trying to get out of this COVID thing, get back to normal. Um, hopefully, our Wainimi Beach Festival will be just that. And then one other thing I'd like to say yeah. is uh, we have a nonprofit in the city called REACH, and it stands for Recreation, Education, Arts, and Culture in Wainimi. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully we touched on all those subjects yeah. in our interview here. Yeah. I think we did. But, but again, that kind of symbolizes what it is the city of Port Wainimi desires for the future. Awesome. Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd like to touch base later to see how everything turns out. Awesome. That's for sure, after everything's back to a quote-unquote normal. Yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you in the chambers, hopefully, here yeah. real soon. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All right. All right, bye. That was Mayor Stephen Gama from the city of Port Wainimi. Uh, great interview, great location. We met at the uh, memorial for 
um, the plane crash that they had uh, there off the coast of Port Wenimi uh, back um, like 20 years ago. Um, if you don't see your elected official or city official here on the show, uh, please reach out to them and uh, send them a link to the show so I can uh, we can connect and I can get them on. Um, anyway, like and subscribe and share. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.